This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast, Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk-taking foundation people in the country. A theme that weaves through the work of many funders in this podcast is the unique abilities of leanly staffed foundations to do what other organizations cannot do or will not do to catalyze systems-level change. The unique powers of lean funders include the ability to convene, broker, advocate, coordinate, connect people, fill important gaps, raise awareness, and build coalitions, especially in local towns, cities, and states. In the arena of job creation and economic development, the major players are often business and government. Yet here, too, lean foundations can use their unique abilities to play powerful, essential roles, roles which business and government cannot fulfill nearly as well. For many years, the city of High Point, North Carolina, was known for furniture, craftsmanship, and manufacturing, textile making, and other industrial production. Like many cities across the U.S., High Point lost much of its manufacturing, and with it, the disappearance of jobs and the emergence of persistent economic hardship. By 2015, The city, the Chamber of Commerce, university, and business leaders had come together with a common vision and renewed purpose to grow small businesses, create jobs, and craft a dynamic, promising future for the city and its residents. In this three-part podcast, we explore the essential catalyzing role a leanly staffed foundation played in this rejuvenation and development project. The Earl and Catherine Congdon Foundation, a family foundation with two staff, contributed its unique abilities to help coordinate and crystallize the multi-year cross-sector effort. Our guests, Megan Oglesby and Joe Blosser, share how the foundation contributed what business and government could not do provide long-term strategic thinking and investment, take higher risks, and support activity essential to business development that doesn't offer profit, such as training, equipment, space for entrepreneurs, and networking. Here in part one of the podcast, Megan and Joe share the vision for the work and the diverse components of the revitalization project. In parts two and three, they describe what the foundation did to catalyze two incubators that help entrepreneurs start, scale, and grow. Part two focuses on a space for offices, training, and co-working called the Commons. And in part three, Megan and Joe describe a special facility 
that makes industrial-grade woodworking machinery accessible to furniture designers and makers, to interior designers, and to architects, as well as small, medium, and large furniture companies. Join us to explore High Point's ambitious revitalization project, designed to grow jobs and inspire hope, and learn the unique catalytic role of a leanly staffed foundation. I was born and raised in High Point, North Carolina. I left briefly for college, and my first job out of college took me to Florida. And then I was there about a year and came back. So I've had my, you know, the majority of my life has been here in High Point. And it's been interesting because the original industry here was hosiery, which gave way to the furnishings industry, um, home furnishing. So we are known as the furniture capital of the world. Um, but back in, I guess it was the early 90s, um, manufacturing went overseas and it really devastated our community as far as the um, you know, the workforce and that kind of the middle sector of jobs. Um, we still had a lot of really high-end jobs and still had a lot of um, kind of the entry-level jobs, but that middle um, sector of jobs just completely went away almost overnight. Mm-hmm. And it was devastating. And so our region has been working really hard um, over the the past two to three decades to bring jobs back. Um, And one of the things that we have done as the Condon Family Foundation is we've collectively worked with our city leaders, um, both in the city government, in the chamber, other nonprofit organizations, economic development, um, and then also within the county and the region and the state, to work together to bring jobs back. And part of that came to fruition with through Condon Yards and and the work that we're doing here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I moved to town, uh, what, 13 years ago now, like there were people who were trying to do things and you could tell like there was a lot of passion to try to get something going, but it just, it felt stuck, like things weren't moving. And it was really around 2014, 2015, where there started to be this coalescing of people around an idea that we're going to do a catalyst project downtown and we're going to get things moving again. And there was really a, a kind of culture shift in the mentality of of the city where people were like, you know, now when you're in downtown High Point, there's a feeling of possibility and opportunity and things are moving. And it's just, it's a radically different feeling from what the city had mm-hmm. even a decade ago. Um, and so much of that has been movement, uh, part of the Catalyst Project um, and Congdon Yards as a piece of that because it's such a big visible um, piece of the downtown landscape. So mm-hmm. when you when you see dirt moving, you know, I think people get the sense of like stuff is happening. And for a long time, dirt wasn't moving downtown. But mm-hmm. And it really, that's a good point. Like for the longest time, people weren't on the same page. They didn't have the same vision for the city. And it was really back in 2015 that the right leadership stepped up mm-hmm. um, and was in place. The right vision and a shared vision was um, collected and established, and then the resources came online, right? Like the city committed their resources, private industry committed their resources, um, the state was agreeable. I mean, it really all kind of came together 
because that's like a three-legged stool. You can't have one of those pieces missing and make a large difference and to, to have real movement. So our foundation is, is relatively new. It was established in 2015 um, by Earl and Kitty, who are now uh, in their 90s, and their three grown children who are in their 60s and 70s. Um, so the foundation was established about the same time that the city was really trying to figure out what it was going to do to revitalize itself. Um, and it was really led by David Congdon, who is the president of the foundation. Um, the success of the wealth for the foundation has come from the success of Old Dominion Freightline. And so economic development is obviously really important to our family because as you know, it ties in closely with the company and, and all that. Um, and David has always been involved in the community. It's always been involved in the chamber and business high point chamber of commerce was a big part of the leadership team that created the catalyst project, which came to fruition through truest point multi-sport stadium here in high point. And at the time, David was working with the chamber to figure out what they were going to do next, how they were going to revitalize, because really how they were operating as a chamber was was not working and not supporting the existing businesses. It wasn't bringing new businesses. And so they had to figure out what they were going to do, too. And so it all sort of was working together. And so the the, the, the establishment of the Catalyst Project, the, re the revamp of the chamber, and then the establishment of the Earl and Catherine Condon Fam Family Foundation was all happening at the, around the same time in 2015. Um, and so David really was a big visionary and leader in all of those capacities. And so he was—he is the one that we will contribute the uh, <laughs> the grandness of this uh, Condon Yard project. Um, and so the 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 foundation was was getting its um, its feet under it. They were doing small traditional grants, and so this project, the Condon Yard project, to support the Catalyst project, was really what um, changed the traditional small family foundation. Um, operations into what it is very now, which is pretty dynamic. Um, I came on board as their first executive director in 2018. So it was really David and um, the board doing the work for the first couple of years. And then um, once the, the first phase of the Condon Yard project was really starting to take off, um, David pulled me into that project. So I wasn't just managing the, the grants process. I was helping him with the project development. And that was an interesting learning curve. And so I was only part-time um, at that time. So I was really only half a person, <laughs> which um, as David was still highly involved in the company, you know, he wasn't giving hundred percent of his time to Condon Yards and the foundation. So we really had to get strategic and get a team around what we were doing here at Condon Yards. So like as a small operation, it was super important to get other people to buy into our vision and help us with it. So the original vision for all the various parties involved in, in the revitalization efforts of, of High Point and particularly the downtown, the vision was shared by all of the different leaders. So the vision was we have to do something. We have to invest in something to, to create jobs, good paying jobs. Mm -hmm. What do we do? And the stadium was at the core. Like that was the idea people had. We want to do this stadium thing. And then I mentioned the university, Dr. Cobain in 2015 
got up in front of a uh, rather large audience at uh, the country club and then just started listing off all of the things that like it wasn't just a stadium. We also needed events. We also needed a children's museum. We also needed an outdoor park. We all, and he he really kind of supercharged a, a vision and brought a lot of people to the table. Um, and I think that's, you know, it's important to see that Congdon Yards wasn't just an idea that the Congdon family had and went and did. But it, I mean, the concept is so deeply woven into what the whole city was trying to do that it is one piece of this much larger revitalization project that the family, uh, David Congdon being very close with the president of the university, working together, you know, people, everybody had to be pulling in the same direction. And that's what had not been happening in this city for many years. And that's really what shifted around 2015. Mm -hmm. um, because it the, the downtown revitalization can't just be one thing. It has to be a number of things. From a city perspective, they had watched over 15 years the property values and the tax revenue from this whole area just nosedive. So, you know, they're like, well, we got to do something to bring property taxes back up and bring like property values back up in the area. In addition to, you know, providing good things for citizens and livability and all of that. So, well, and what's interesting too is that hmm. on the surface, you hear of, um, you know, incentives for restaurants and retail and whatever to come downtown and, and that can seem like it's inappropriate. However, if you're looking at large businesses, you're trying to attract the Toyota batteries of the world and, you know, all those large companies, Amazon, whatever, what they're looking at, you know, this, if, if they're looking to either relocate or um, start a new division, they're looking at a whole slew of things. But the number one and number two things are they're looking at number one, is there labor there? Is there a skilled workforce that I can hire? Number two, what is the quality of life? What is what are things to do? What are the schools? What are the what are the entertainment amenities? Because we want to make sure that if we're bringing executives down, that they actually want to live there, because that's mm -hmm. half the battle. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about the importance of of baseball and you know Carolina Core FC soccer and you know the dive bar and you know HP trousers men's clothing store. Yeah, it's all of that's super important, you know, in our schools, mm -hmm. super important if we are going to attract both small and really large companies. And that and that goes back to well-paying jobs so that everybody has the opportunity for a better quality of life. When Megan talks about the Cognitive Foundation being mission driven, I mean that that's it. Right. It's it's about removing those barriers to people having that quality of life. And that's mm -hmm. the foundation just stays focused on that, on on what do we have to do um, to to really remove those barriers and give people the best opportunity to to make a good life here in High Point. You know, the, we were talking about, like, what's the unique thing that a foundation can bring that the private sector can't do and the government doesn't do. Mm. And that's really kind of long-term thinking and investment. And, and risk-taking. And risk-taking, yeah. right? So when we look at Congdon Yards, this is, you know, the city had toyed with an event center and toyed with doing something like this, but 
the realities of, you know, the funding of city government, of bonds, of term limits on, you know, how long somebody's in office, like, that's just, it's not something government, it's at least a small city government, it's really set up to do well. Um, and when you look at, you know, would a for-profit business have come in to do what we're doing? Uh, no, like, there's not, there's not a whole lot of money in it. One of the the things that drew me to to the foundation and that, um, you know, is like Ma- Megan's kind of magic is she's very good at pulling people together uh, to do things. And that that is so true about Kind in the Arts is I've kind of been onboarding and learning all the pieces of the foundation so much as it has been learning the relationships around kind of like who's working on what piece, because there, there are so many people that have come together to make it happen from business high point to realtors and builders and contractors and um, the businesses that are located here. Because while the Condon Family Foundation put $40 into the construction of this facility, there were some state funds that went in, but there was a huge amount, over $20 million of uh, private investment by the companies that are here at yards that were building out their facilities. So they were, put, I mean, they were putting a lot of equity um, into it as well. And so, it's, you know, coordinating all those different pieces, all those different contractors, all those different demands um, took a lot of people. And I, it's still, you know, pretty incredible that it all came together. But a lot of that was just you, you and David built a really incredible team of people team of very smart people around us that know what they're doing. (laughs) So on our website, we have a new website, thanks to Joe. Um, It has a impact report on there. Um, And on in the impact report, we actually do have some really amazing data. Um, We're still capturing some data, but the data we do know is that in total private investment in downtown High Point since 2019 has been two million. Six hundred seventy, two hundred sixty-seven million and some change. Million with an M. Yeah, I mean, when when the Catalyst project started, I think people were hoping for you know two hundred million over ten years or something like that, and it you know we're well past that in just the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's created seven hundred and forty-five full-time jobs. Um, 360 some part-time jobs it's been it's been it's worked yeah and that's across all of the you know that's children's museum that's ballpark that i mean that's all of those pieces around here that we are you know we're a piece of it now we have the bulk of those jobs 369 of them are associated with condon yards um and we've got 50 tenants here in the building which is max Mm -hmm. our, our max capacity even now we're talking about, so a lot of condon yards, you know, it's it's open, it's being used, it's great. There are, you know, 360 plus people working down here. But if we just stop here, if, if the city just stops here, the momentum in development is going to stall out. So what what's the next step? What's the next thing we need to be looking at? Well, one, we don't have good hotels downtown. So we've been working our excited that a uh, hotel developer is putting a hotel in across uh, the street from Condon Yards, which will help with uh, attendance at uh, baseball and soccer and events that are happening here. We know we need housing downtown. We haven't figured out how to do that, but pe- people know that it's got to happen. So we got to keep 
keep the ball rolling. And I, I think so much of what we're seeing our job as a foundation is is to keep the ball rolling. Like, let's keep bringing people together and keep the conversation going and keep kind of being the squeaky wheel. You know, we can't do all the things, uh, but we can keep that conversation going. Thanks to Megan Oglesby and Joe Blosser for joining us. The conversation with Megan and Joe continues in parts two and three. Look for new catalytic podcasts each month. Meet more creative funders. Benji Roo does the audio engineering and mixing. Our website is by Kwok Lee. Our music is by O Future. The Catalytic Podcast is made possible by grants from two Exponent members, the 1772 Foundation and the Blackstone Ranch Institute. I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.